0: Welcome to Red Leg Nation Radio, I'm one of your hosts, Chad Dotson, with me today, Bill Lack. Bill, how excited are we to be talking about the Reds today?
1: Well, I guess we don't really want to be talking about the presidential race yet.
0: What about the Bengals? That's coming up soon.
1: Yeah, I okay, guess what I thought. No?
0: <laughs> no, I guess not. Okay. Let's talk about the Reds, I guess.
1: Okay, if we have to.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. Before we get into that, you've been doing all right. You just got back from a trip not too long ago.
1: Oh, it's been a month.
0: Has it been that long?
1: Yes. Have we talked We've since talked then?
0: then. Uh, am I completely insane?
1: Well, one doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the
0: other. <laughs> I think I'm losing it. I think I think we did talk since then. Um, so, yeah, so that was a good trip a long time ago. I took a good trip a long time ago too. So we're even.
1: Um, all right, nothing where else. This, where did you go this time?
0: Uh, we've not gone anywhere much this summer. We uh, went to New York uh, for a little while earlier this year. So still trying oh, to say. You like that. I, I do and did. Uh, my kids liked it too. We had a, we had a really good time. So.
1: That's the uh,
0: greatest city on earth. Let me tell you so, Except
1: let me, for the rest of them. <laughs>
0: let me tell you something that you may not know about New York City. It's the town so nice. They named it twice.
1: Is that what it
0: is? <laughs> Something like that. All right. Uh, it's not been so nice to the Reds uh, since the All Star break. And uh, matter of fact, uh, there are two towns that have not been so nice to the Reds. That's uh, Milwaukee and New York. Coming back from the All Star break, the Reds have lost six in a row. Is, do,
1: do the Reds realize that the All Star break is
0: over? <laughs> I'm not sure that they've. Uh, they actually came back from the All Star break. Uh, the bats haven't come back certainly what in the world is going on with the Reds? I mean, you know, they had the big run uh, before the All-Star break, got within a game and a half, and, and now it's just uh, they can't buy a win.
1: No, you know, and, and, and you know, there's been a lot of talk about it on the, and, and I think it was Sparky Anderson that said when you play bench players, pretty soon you find out found out why they're bench players. Oh, yeah. I mean, today they had Brian Pena hitting in the three-hole today. Right. And that, that that about says all you need to know about
0: the kind of shape this team's in. Well, that's the the point that I wanted to make. First of all, coming back from the all-star break, the Reds have played uh, six games. They've scored a total of, if I've counted it correctly, let's, let me let me count it again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve runs. Twelve runs. Twelve runs in six games. Uh, Post all-star break, I swept uh, by the Yankees. Swept by the uh, first-place Brewers. They were a game and a half back. Now they're five and a half back of first. Um, and, yeah, that's the point that I, I think is exactly right. Brian Pena was hitting third today, but you've also got Skip Schumacher playing, Ramon Santiago, uh, Ryan Ludwig has – he's Ryan Ludwig, but he's hitting cleanup for a team that's supposedly in a playoff hunt. Uh, we can get mad at Brian Price all we want uh, as a manager, for, the, and he's done some goofy things, and, and we've talked about some of those, and we'll keep talking about those for as long as he's employed with the Reds, I'm sure. But you can't lay this one at the hands of uh, – of, of Brian Price, number one, there are the injuries.
1: They collected a grand.
0: Bill, you're gone again.
1: It's just terrible to watch. I mean, they're, they're unwatchable right now.
0: They they really are. They really are unwatchable, and it's uh. But you know, we got the injuries, obviously, that have that hurt him, Votto and Phillips. Uh, specifically, And then, of course, earlier, Mazaraco, And then, of course, Cozart's out now with an injury. And everybody had, Arales was out early in the year with an injury. And now an even better relief pitcher for the Bruce. Reds is out. Uh, yeah, Jay Bruce was out. Uh, Logan Andrusek's hurt now. I don't know how we're going to recover from that one. Um, but, yeah, the Reds have had injuries. But, you know, uh, to me, this is a failing on the part of Walt Jockety that this team, uh, not just that he hasn't gone out to find somebody yet, and I don't think anybody believes he's going to go out and find anybody before the trade deadline, a, a bat to insert into this lineup. Um, or at least it's going to make any difference. But they, they were so unprepared at so many different positions that uh, really only, you know, uh, two of their starting players are out of the lineup right now, uh, basically. I mean, Kozart's day-to-day. He didn't play today, but he'll be back. Only two of them are on the disabled list. Uh, but yet you're still in a position where you've got to have Brian Pena hitting third and Skip Schumacher and Ramon Santiago in the lineup. Uh, Walt jockey has so completely botched up this roster, uh, and maybe it's not his fault, I don't know, uh, but there's just so little depth in, in uh, this organization that this team could barely afford any injuries, much less the rash that they've had. Do uh, you, you sort of see what I'm saying there?
1: Yeah, I do, and, and, and the thing that you got to remember is they touted the Skip Schumacher signing as a big deal.
0: That was a big offseason signing for this so, team. So,
1: so they see Skip Schumacher in a lot different light than you do. Well, maybe. But the other thing is, not only did they not have the, the major league roster prepared for any kind of injuries, and let's, let's also remember the Reds are back down to one game over 500, uh, there's no help at the top of the minor league system. I'm not convinced. That
0: Bill, you keep going in and
1: out. Minor league, some minor league free agent talent that they could have helped them this year, you know, they they could have stashed in Louisville. But they sure didn't do it. I mean, and I don't know what the answer is. I honestly don't.
0: Well, you don't expect to have uh, you know, guys at Triple A that can come up immediately and step right in to be uh major league starters necessarily. But yeah, what about these uh you know, minor league veteran types that you stash down there just in case? And it was really just telling that the Reds couldn't put—they uh, didn't have anybody to bring up. They eventually brought up Donald Lutz, but they didn't have anybody to bring up to play first base. Nobody. They put Frazier over there, but then again, they don't have anybody to bring up to play third base on the minor league level.
1: Uh, and that's one of the reasons that they've got this eight-man—you know—this eight-man bullpen, because they <laughs> said that you know they don't think anybody they, they, they're going to bring up—they could bring up from Louisville could help them in the field, so they'd rather have the arm in the bullpen.
0: That's, and that is completely ridiculous. That there are only twelve healthy, major league capable hitters, or and or fielders, in this, in this entire or, organization.
1: In this organization,
0: twelve. Because that's what you're, if you're carrying thirteen pitchers like they are. That's what you're telling us. Yep. You've got twelve players in this entire organization. This is you know multi million dollar business here. Twelve capable major league players.
1: They can they can help you on a major league level.
0: Right. It absolutely blows my mind. And if you don't lay that at the feet of Walt Jockerty, I don't know who you can can hand it to because he's been running this show uh, for how many years now?
1: Well, I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And the last trade, the last thing that Walt Jockerty did that was an impact on this team was the Mount Latest trade. All
0: right. Good trade.
1: And that's, what, two years ago? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, more than two years at this point. Um, and and what are we talking about in terms of uh him improving the team before the trade deadline Do, are you maybe i'm just cynical I, I, well i know i'm cynical i've been cynical for a, a long time but i have no expectation no trust that walt Jock will get anything done that will actually help this team at the trade deadline and that being the case you know i'm not <laughs> they're one game over 500 and i'm i'd be pretty satisfied with that at the end of the year because I look at this roster, and this team is—it's not a good team right now. The pitching's great; it continues to be good, but uh, you know, I don't know how you can keep getting up. Fans can keep getting upset if the Reds uh, losing. They just don't have the horses right now. Do you think Jockley can get anybody that'll help?
1: Well, I, I, even more than that, I think the a better question is: Is the window closing? And if it is, how much do you? Do you give up to bring in someone that could help? You know, do you believe, I mean, you agree with that? I didn't hear a word of you. You went out
0: on me again. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> this thing isn't working real well for us today. Yeah, we're having, we're
0: having some uh, troubles today. Uh, repeat that then.
1: Some combination of Latos, Cueto and, and, and League is not going to be with this team next year.
0: I, yes, I don't. I don't know how they. I don't know how. Of course, I don't. I don't see the Reds' numbers. I don't see their budget. Uh, I don't look at their books. I'm not sure how you keep all those guys.
1: Right. Here. So, so you have to hope that Stevenson. Even if you kept two of those guys, and, and I'm not convinced they'll keep two of them, or else the window is closing quickly on this team being competitive. If you're you're assuming that the window is closing, then does it make sense to trade one of these guys that you think is going to be a good player to get more help to try to win this year?
0: That's the the call that the Reds have uh, had to make in the offseason and and are having to make now, and I don't really know the answer. I think there's no question that the window is closing. Uh, How much longer they've got, I don't know, uh, with this particular group. It's, it's sort of an, uh, beginning to look like an aging roster a little bit. and Okay, everyone, this is just me again. Uh, this is Chad. Uh, you know, I guess you could tell we were having some serious technical difficulties there. Could not get them resolved. And so I'm just going to finish up this uh, ridiculous uh, podcast uh, on my own because I know more than anything, really, that's what you wanted just to listen to my voice the rest of the way. Apologies to Bill. Uh, I don't know if the issue is on his end or mine. Probably mine. And uh, we'll try to get those hammered out before our next episode of Red Leg Nation Radio. Now what we were talking about was whether the window had actually closed for the Reds. And frankly, I'm starting to think that it, uh, it has. When I say that, I don't necessarily mean that we're due for a a period of rebuilding and that the Reds are not going to be good for the next few years and need to just start over. Uh, But I think that there's going to have to be some fairly serious changes uh, to this organization for them to really be exceptionally competitive next year. And I don't know that they can do it. Uh, I certainly don't know if I trust Walt Jockety to do it, but... It's going to require a lot of money, I'm afraid. And here's what I say: we were already beginning to talk, Bill and I, about can they keep Latos and Cueto, for example. I just don't see both those guys being here. I hope so. I hope they got the dollars to do that. But then, if you got the dollars to do that, how are you going to upgrade left field? And the way this offense is constructed, they've got to upgrade left field. They don't have any choice if they want to have a competitive offense. I think next year, we can hope... And yes, I'm already talking about next year. I haven't given up on this year. They're only, you know, what five and a half out. But uh, again, I, I really like Brian Pena. Now, I, I don't mind having him at, around at all as the backup catcher. When he's playing first base and hitting third, you've probably got problems. So, uh, But let's talk about uh, what they could do to really reopen the window a little bit next year. And uh, our buddy Steve Mancuso over at the RedLegNation.com had an article today, you need to go read it, called Time to Tap the Brakes, in which he uh, laid out some ideas as well uh, about how to improve the team. My first one is they've got to get a left fielder for next year, whether that comes via trade, whether that comes via uh, free agency. I don't know the answer. I'm not sure how they can get a good deal uh, out of anyone in free agency that can fit within this budget. Uh, on the other hand, I'm not sure how they trade for someone. Yeah, you, you know, we're not talking about Marlon Byrd here. The Reds are obviously there. Uh, there's talk that uh, they may be in the, on Marlon Byrd uh, trade uh, discussions with the Phillies, and that just is that's not going. You know, we're talking about a guy that's going to be 37 next month. Um, that's not what we're talking about when we're talking about a, a real upgrade to left field. The Reds need a bat, and so. Whether they've got the assets to trade for anyone, I don't. I don't know that either. The, the the I don't know that the minor leagues is necessarily barren, but I'm not sure that there are enough uh, sort of top level prospects to really be able to make a deal that's going to really impact this team. Um, you know, talk about Ben Zobrist. He's a good player, but that, this is not the type of guy I'm talking about. The Reds need to get serious about improving left field. Uh, can they do that if they keep both Latos and Cueto? I don't. I don't know how. Um, now they could at this point. And this is one of uh, one of uh, Steve's recommendations. First of all, look here at the trade deadline to trade Jonathan Broxton and Alfredo Simon. And now you know both those guys have been good this year. Broxton has been uh, fantastic. Uh, Simon obviously was an all-star this year, and. The first thing you're going to say is, "Oh no, don't uh, don't give up, don't start, don't turn into sellers." You know we're only five and a half out, and, and I want to believe that, but you know we're talking about selling two guys that are replaceable assets, and two guys as well that are probably never going to be more valuable as a trade ship than they are now. Now let's not delude ourselves. They're not going to trade those guys and get uh, you know who, in return, Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, that's a guy I want out in left field, Giancarlo Stanton. But uh, but they can, you know, th- those guys should be attractive to somebody at the trade deadline who might give up a left fielder that's maybe not quite ready for the major leagues right now. Maybe a guy that's in double A that'll be ready the next year or so uh, that can grow into the position like Billy Hamilton and can be part of the next level of... Uh, uh, the next competitive Reds team, when you'll still have a lot of these guys here. You're still going to have Homer Bailey, and you're still going to have uh, either Latos or Cueto. You're still going to have Jay Bruce and hopefully a uh, healthy Joey Votto uh, around those guys, and not not to mention the emergent Billy Hamilton. So, and this is really very vague and uh, uh, speculative, but... There's, you would think there would be someone out there that the Reds could uh, put some kind of a package together to get uh, a guy like that. And I hate being so vague, but I, I'm just I'm looking at this article written by Steve at Redleg Nation. I'm really, uh, really struck by how much sense that makes to uh, to you know basically reopen the window uh, with a different uh, a different group. So, I don't mind the Reds trading any of the guys they've got in the minor leagues. Uh, I'll be honest with you. There have been reports that uh, Robert Stevenson and Jesse Winker, or maybe Ben Lively in the, down in the minors, are all untouchable. And I hear that, and I think, why? Why is anyone on this roster untouchable? You know, I don't want them to necessarily trade those guys. And I certainly don't want them to trade them for less than what they're worth. And they should be pretty valuable uh, trade chips, frankly, because they're very highly rated prospects. But I don't see why anyone in this organization would be considered untouchable when you're talking about improving the team. If you can make a deal that can improve the team, trade them all. Uh, it's, it's a business, and, and that's what you got to do. So, uh, so I'd trade Robert Stevenson. But I would absolutely trade Robertson. Now, would I trade him for someone that's going to help the Reds just for the next three months? Uh, you know, that's going to help them maybe get into the second wild card spot this year. Absolutely not. And that's just silly to even discuss. Uh, and I would hope Walt Jockety wouldn't be so uh, foolhardy. Uh, but in the right deal for a you know a guy that could maybe help uh, the team. Heck, what if the Reds could trade uh, Stevenson for a similar prospect, a similarly ranked prospect? Uh, that plays left field. You know, that'll be ready. As Stephens, we're hoping Stevenson might be ready to hit the majors next year. What if the Reds can trade him for a left fielder? Or, you know, is Jesse Winker going to be the guy out there? I don't know. He's a little further away, it might be. But he's got some... Uh, uh, his plate discipline, his on-base skills, all very, very uh, impressive. Maybe he's the guy. I don't know. But... Uh, I think you could find a guy that... Uh, and again, I'm, this is really easier said than done. I've, I'm not providing very many specific answers. But I think you can go out and find a guy that would help, uh, maybe be low cost for the next few years, and it would be smart to uh, to try to deal for. So that maybe if this window closes, maybe very, very soon a new one can open that's led by guys like Hamilton and, uh, and whomever we can get for left field. So... I don't know. That's just sort of some rambling about what the Reds should do. I don't know that they should be sellers. I don't want them to be sellers. I, you know, the Reds have done a pretty good job over the last few years of building a team that uh, has been competitive year in and year out, and and, uh, don't have to be sellers at the uh, at the trade deadline. But I'm not sure they need to be buyers this year either. They've just been too hammered with injuries. I'm just not sure it's going to happen this year. It could. You know, they could. Hang on. They, they won a bunch of games right before the All-Star break. Got to one and a half out. And, then you know, that was with a largely decimated roster. They could happen again. I'm not at all willing to give up on the season. But but what are your chances with guys like Pena and Ramon Santiago and Skip Schumacher? All three who are playing very hard. I don't have any problems whatsoever with any of those guys. They're just not Talented enough to really carry a roster, they're just not, and that's not their fault. They're trying as hard as they can. Schumacher gets his reputation for grit. Uh, honestly, uh, you know Brian Pena, no problems. They're they're putting. You know, I think if you get mad at those guys, like some people seem to do on Twitter, because they're not producing what this team needs, well, that's not their fault. They can produce what they can produce. You know, they are uh, they are what they are. They're what the back of their baseball card says and counting on those guys to really uh, fill in for guys like Joey Votto and Brandon Phillips, that's, it's asking way too much of those guys. All I can ask of any of these guys is sort of what I used to say back uh, when people used to talk about uh, who was worse, Corey Patterson or Willie Tavares. You remember those two particular nightmares in center field and, and that leadoff for the Reds over the past decade. I, I always thought... You know Willie Tavares had several very notable instances where he just was not even trying. I mean, he gave up after uh, such a rough start with the team. He gave up. Corey Patterson was awful. Uh, He he played terribly for the Reds. But, you know, he gave it everything he had every single second he was out there. And this sounds a little bit like the typical Cincinnati. We love uh, Pete Rose. Uh, We love guys that uh, show the heart and the hustle. And it's not that. It's just, you know, you can't blame the player if he's only able to produce what he is able to produce uh, you know, as a human and as a baseball player. Um, I think you can argue about Jay Bruce. He's not producing what we expect of him. Uh, and uh, Bruce is uh, sort of the golden boy around Red Leg Nation for good reasons. But uh, I can't blame, as I said, Schumacher and that bunch for not being... Uh, you can't blame Schumacher for not being Brandon Phillips. You can't blame uh, Santiago for not being able to play defense at shortstop as well as uh, Zach Kozart can play it. Uh, Todd Frazier at first base. Yeah, he doesn't play first base very well defensively. Neither did Jay Bruce. You're asking them to do something they you put them in a spot where they're not uh, likely to succeed. And that's all on Walt Jockey for not getting uh, players who can step in and uh, not having a little bit more depth here. So well, I don't want to give up on this season, and I'm not going to give up on this season. And, and I don't even know what that means, give up on this season. I like baseball. I like the Reds. I'm going to watch them every night anyway. Uh, giving up on the season is, uh, you know, I may not have any hope that they're going to make it to the, the playoffs, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to watch and enjoy the team. Just, uh, I love Cincinnati Reds baseball. That is that is what it is. And uh, as much as I've tried to break my heart over the years, that's clearly at this point in my life never going to change. So you know, uh, why fight it, I guess. Uh, But whether they should just sort of stay the course, uh, I think they should not necessarily stay the course. Uh, And not necessarily sell either. I think they probably need to look if they can move Broxton and Simon for someone. Um, And, you know, if you're going to do a full-scale sell job, you look to trade Quato or Latos. Um... I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade either of them now. they got them for next year anyway, but um, maybe next year i will have to a- answer, answer that question. But uh, I don't think they need to sell or buy. I think maybe some selective selling and possibly some selective buying could uh, help the, the uh, organization for next year. And That's really what they probably ought to be looking at. Let's fill the holes as much as we can this year, but there's just so many injuries. I don't know. You're going to be able to fill them all. See if you can do that to stay competitive while also getting really prepared to make a big run. Next year and the year after. So, those are my thoughts. Uh, Marlon Byrd, don't trade for him. You know they could have had him basically last year when he was on waivers and they they declined. They they claimed they were didn't have the money to sign him. And of course now they're looking to actually waste assets trading for him. Uh, That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, What else we want to talk about here today? Let's look through these. uh, Do I really want to do this? You know, Jay Bruce. What is going on with Jay Bruce? His OPS uh, currently, as it sits, uh, after today's game, and this is being recorded on Wednesday,
1: 6.98.
0: Never would have expected that, that out of Jay this year, and he's really struggling with uh, what he's trying to maybe change his approach a little bit, be more selective, and it's not working out so well right now. I mean, you can say, hey, his uh, on-base percentage is 80 points higher. Uh, Than his batting average, and that shows that he is—he's uh, walking more, he's seeing better pitches, but he's well, he's scuffling. He's, is he going to come out of it? And I look across the board, and all the leaders in every category—it's Todd Frazier, and uh, with Hamilton str- slumping a little bit lately, and Mize now slumping a bit, you know. <sighs> This is supposed to be a playoff team, you know. And Todd Frazier, the only consistent offensive contributor. It's ugly. I mean, Chris Negron getting playing time. Uh, I saw I saw Negron play in Double A, I think, like 14 years ago. It was a long time ago. I remember because he was acting goofy on the sidelines, and uh, and uh, I, we took a picture of him uh, dancing, doing something strange. And that that seems like it was a thousand years ago. And here he is uh, playing in what in the middle of what the Reds are trying to tell us is a pennant race. And, and really, it kind of is. They're really, you know, they've got three teams ahead of them, which makes it difficult. But no team is five and a half games out. Uh, before we even get to August, no team's out of the race if they're that close. So it's really the strangest thing. It's a very competitive division. Uh, but the Reds are... Even after losing six in a row, it still just five and a half outs. So. I don't know what the answer is. Don't know what the answer is there. Uh, you know, I'm looking at uh, a piece that I did for Cincinnati Magazine this week. If you go over to CincinnatiMagazine.com, you can check it out. Just looking at the best case scenarios for some guys in the second half. And uh, just basically looking at their past performance and and uh, trying to give some guess, uh, looking at the projections from uh, Dan Zimborski's uh, Zips projections. Check those out at Fangraphs. They're fantastic. Um, basically just a projection system that uh, projects per individual performances, um, future performance based upon a lot of factors, and uh, predict, project what they're going to do. Todd Frazier and Devin Miseracos, you would not be surprised or projected to do a little worse in the second half uh, certainly than they had did in the first half uh, Bruce is projected to do better, but i am starting to wonder if that's going to happen this season and uh, you know no one else on the offensive side of the ledger of the the contributors the uh, the players who have the most played appearances look like there are any good bets to uh, none of them look like they're a good bet to improve their offensive performance. And I, the Reds have scored 12 runs the last six games. The offense is, it's disastrous. It's really just, it's it's bad right now. And so, looking at the pitchers, the pitchers all projected to do pretty well in the second half. Uh, from Cueto, uh, Latos, Bailey, and, and Leak. Simon, not so much, but it's hard to project him because he's been a reliever so much. Um which is why I would trade him immediately. Hint, hint, Walt Jockety. But I don't see where the offense is going to come without a, uh, some kind of huge trade. I don't see how they can make one of those um, or without uh, Votto and, and Phillips miraculously getting better and getting back in this lineup immediately. So so anyway, it's a, it's a very sad day to be talking about the Reds in a lot of ways since they just lost their sixth in a row since the All-Star break. I do predict, however, they will win at least one game in the second half of the season. So I'm going to go on the record there. I'll bet the ranch on that one. Uh, it, it did not happen today. It has not happened in the last six days. Hopefully soon, and hopefully there'll be lots of wins to follow. But this team's going to have to do it with smoke and mirrors, I'm afraid. They're an it's just uh, it's a roster that injury has caused to look very, very ugly. So, all right. Well, sorry for all the technical difficulties earlier. We're going to try to get those ironed out. Get back on track uh, either next week or maybe even try to do another one this week if we can uh, get it ironed out just to, to make up for that. Uh, yeah, thanks. Appreciate Bill Lack for trying to join me earlier today. If, if you if you wouldn't mind, go uh, subscribe via iTunes or via RSS. You can go to redlegnationradio.com to find out uh, links to, to subscribe. Or go to iTunes search for Red Leg Nation Radio. Um, I usually ask you to go leave us a positive review uh, at iTunes and, and a rating uh, if you like us. And I, and I say if you don't like us, keep your mouth shut. I'm not even going to ask that this week because of the... Uh, because of the technical difficulties, but uh, but I hope you'll check back with us. Follow us on uh, Twitter at RedlegNation Nation. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like at uh, at Dotson c, Dotsonc. D o t s o n c. Bill's at re- Bill n. And of course, our uh, other regular co-host Joel Luckup is at J Luckup. J at J L U C K H A U P T. Okay, keep your chins up, guys. Baseball's still fun. Uh, it's not been fun the last few days necessarily, but uh, you know we don't watch baseball to get angry and to, to be gloomy, right? We watch baseball because it's uh, it's uh, it's the national pastime, right? All right, I'll shut up now. So long, everyone.